Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 172 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast Premier Video Game Podcast. If you missed out on the first 171, uh, do not fret. They're all a bunch like this one. And so once you have consumed this one in your ear holes and you've enjoyed it thoroughly, you can go back and catch up on the previous 171. Get all that sweet, sweet lore so that you know the uh, vague references that we throw out there on occasion. Uh, tonight, hola, amigo. I hope that's a Halo Amiga. story. Amiga, Amiga. I read that incorrectly. Hola, Amiga. Uh, that's making me now think. Okay, somebody's moving around the cursor. That's now making me think that uh, it is no longer a uh, Halo story. Then <laughs> uh, GTA trilogy rumors? Question mark. What might that be? Uh, it actually sounds pretty exciting. I can't wait to discuss this one. Apple Arcade getting Castlevania. Uh, Pokemon presents announcements. There was a show today. With uh, Pokemon-centric stuff, uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll discuss what was announced there and if there's been any uh, internet vitriol since then, <laughs> the fallout of the show. Why do we? It seems like we always have to discuss the news and then everybody's hot takes on the news. Yeah, has there really been hot takes on uh, Pokemon? <laughs> I saw some I graphical think... slams, but that's just about it. But they've been doing that for Switch games for a long time. Yeah, I think it was actually. Pretty over well, overwhelmingly positive, yeah. Which was surprising. Bring back and the other your, eighteen generations. What was that? Bring back the other eighteen generations fight. Mm-hmm. I need the ability to collect all two thousand Pokemon in my new Pokemon game. Yeah, give us the Pokedex for everything and a strategy guide. Actually, it's just me that's clamoring for the strategy guides again. Oh, and last but not least, your late August Game Pass games. I'm Richard Bergman. I'll get there. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brent McKee, Newsmaster. Yes, sir. Thank you for building the news once again. And Cesar Concepcion the second. Welcome, Cesar. Hello. He's here in the flesh. I am. I got my little uh, keycap popper. He is now part of the custom keyboard gang. Cesar, please tell us how you got into this and what sickness has overtaken you and what you're looking to do next. It's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I, I just wanted the loudest keyboard ever, not for you guys, but for people at work, so they can mute okay. me when I'm on calls. Um, that's the plan. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just playing around. I didn't do that. I got I got them because... Uh, I like the I like the passive aggressiveness. I got it because uh, I needed oh. a Japanese keyboard, and this one worked. <laughs> Very nice. So now I can do an alternate keyboard setup, so... All right, for our uh, audio listeners, he's showing us uh, his keyboard. What what brand, or is there anything you want to plug regarding the keyboard? Uh, That's dope. I don't know what the name of the brand is. Uh, Good-looking 10 key. I need the 10 key for work. I tried without the 10 key, and it's yeah. necessary because I'm yeah. in spread seats all day. Yep. Um, what is this brand? I bought whatever was affordable. I think it was uh, Red Dragon. <laughs> Uh, that and, checks out. That's my favorite brand too. <laughs> Who would have thought? Whatever, whatever made it easy for me to just uh, do the pop caps on. Yeah. Um, that was my goal. Uh, that's what I did. And then I just needed uh Japanese keycaps so I can use it when I type in um Japanese. So. Is it kanji or what is the other one? Uh, I can do. I think I can do both. You can do both. Over here. Wait for it. 
Yeah, it's a hiragana and katakana. Katakana. All right, and you're learning all this in preparation to take us to Japan, right? So you can navigate around for us? Yes. That way I can just navigate in Japan. But yeah, if you're willing, I, I can prepare you to, to go to Japan. Uh, alongside. That's that's the key. Yes. That's the key part there. Yeah, there we go. All right. That way we can get affordable copies of uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. <laughs> or at least I can get affordable <laughs> copy of Panzer I've already got one. The, the burned one? No, I've got the Japanese version. Oh, you have the Japanese yes, one? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. All right, then, um, since Brand's already got that, I guess affordable <laughs> versions of all three Shining Force games. <laughs> okay, there you go. Brand's yeah. like, I got those. <laughs> oh, man. Panzer Dragoon Saga, I, I got a unaffordable copy. I financed it, and it has since got even more unaffordable. So I'm kind of grateful for when I got in. I thought it was outrageous when I got it, but it's gotten even worse since then. No, it's now, not now that get me cheaper. Now that we may have a Polymega to do the auto translation, we might be all right. So. Maybe. I was thinking about that because I ordered uh, somebody on Twitter. I can't remember who sh- who posted it, but uh, there was a seller in Japan that would put like a little origami thing in your in your order. And so I ordered from them on eBay. I was like, well, let's support this little shop. It's not. It's like John's Retro Shop or something. I should actually plug them, plug them. And I got Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation One with the awesome box art and the discs. The discs are kind of like ours, but the design's a little bit different. Like you have the high wind on one of them and the chocobo, but it's not it's not the exact same, but it still goes by the same theme. And I got a little uh, one-up mushroom origami thing in my order, and it was really cool. I reached out to him. I think I sent both of y'all that picture. Yeah. yeah. Did he leave you like a like a WhatsApp number or something like that? Contact him or something like that? Yes, I did yeah. get that. That's what the same with me. He's like, hey, if you're looking for something, let me know. I'll find it yeah. for you. Yeah. It's and a, uh, it's a message me directly. Yep. There was a guy, Bungie, that uh, posted a, uh, the box art of the first Halo in uh, the Japanese Halo. And that <laughs> their box art looks way better than ours. And I don't have a modded system to play it on, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think I need that. <laughs> so you just got to do what I do, man. I, I ordered a Japanese PS2 uh, a couple weeks back. Okay. So I was able to go and get um, Fate Stay Night on PS2. I was going back and getting all the Rages that I couldn't afford here. I was never brought over here. <laughs> <laughs> so Face Day Night was one of them, and I ordered that one, and, and that came through. That was like 15 bucks. Everything's dirt cheap on PS2 imports right now, so dirt cheap. How much was the console, just out of curiosity? Uh, I think it was, uh, it was a white slim, and it was $100. I was looking at PS1s, and they were like, just the PS1s, like 50 shipped. It wasn't yeah, bad at all. I ended up doing the PS2, because I was looking at PS3s. The PS3 backwards compatibilities are not too bad, not too expensive. Uh, but I oh, ended what's up just, one, what are the chances of one of those making it over here? Well, though, you know, um, I've ordered the tells one and it came in just fine. So yeah, a special edition tells one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't win the bid for the special edition 361. I could have had backwards compatible 360, but our <laughs> Japanese 360, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. Consoles. Do you need what's, one of those Walmart clearance? Hold on just a second. Walmart clearance. These like, um, it's not a dongle, but it's just an adapter that goes in our power. And yeah. You can plug anything into it. I got two of those on clearance. If either one of you guys need one, I paid like two bucks for them. I think that's how much I paid when Best Buy cleared those out because they were doing those power adapters when people were traveling like five or yeah. six years ago. And I was like, I don't know if I ever need these. I got like a closet for them. So. I got you. Cool. Cool. Okay. What were you going to add, Brent? It's astounding the um, at the rate at which these prices have climbed. Uh, as far like as retro stuff here, retro stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but honestly, the your one haven, especially for stuff like Sega Saturn and whatnot, used to be Japanese imports. Yep. But I started looking at uh, some of the Japanese imports. I mean, some stuff I've already got, like Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2 and Castlevania. Those games, I mean, while like Panzer Dragoon 2, I think I got mine for like 16, 18 bucks or something like that. I'm looking at it right now. 41 bucks. Oh, the import uh, one? Yes. With the better artwork? I'm, yeah, I'm looking at um, the Symphony of the Night for the Saturn. And it's ranging anywhere from like 160 to as high. Somebody has Damn. it listed at 309 Damn. And I was like, I only paid like 27 bucks or something for it. I'd, and this was three years ago, four years ago, maybe. You got in while it was good then. I, I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong, there's still, you know, Nights into Dreams and a few other things you could find that are, you know, going to be 14 to 20 bucks. And, and I think the stuff English like Nights is and, still pretty cheap, too. They must have made a shit ton of those. But I guess with the last year, I know a lot of collecting and different hobbies, you know, kind of became a thing. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people to keep their sanity for yep. something to do. But, I mean, it's drove prices through the roof. Or having an influx of uh, income, whether it be less travel expenses or commute, or uh, we've had a couple of benefits uh, here stateside, you know, tax break benefits that have come our way. That that supposedly is why like PS5s are, aren't staying on the shelves. And I just now saw, I think I sent Cesar a picture. I just now saw a PS4 again at Walmart. And I saw two PS4s. I was like, holy shit! I haven't seen one of those in store for <laughs> gosh, like two years, two and a half years. I couldn't yeah, I mean, believe it. <laughs> most, people, most people are at home, so, you know, they're just everybody's just doing whatever they can buy to stay at home. Yep. And I got to thinking, too, I was like, I mean, we're, I won't say we're a niche audience, but it's like, who would buy a PS4? But a PS4 gets you Warzone for free, Apex Legends for free, Fortnite for free. You're aut- you're automatically in those just buying the console. So there's a lot of entertainment in just having the system and not needing, you know, any new software that's coming out, even though there's still stuff coming out for it. Yeah, I mean, plus Sony's kind of gone back considering getting PS5 into people's hands has become a little bit more difficult than they thought. Yeah. And a lot of their newer titles are also going to be playable on PS4. There's only a handful that you can only play on PS5. It's true. That is true. All right, y'all ready to get on to this news? Let's do it. Hola Amiga, the one I tripped over to start with. <laughs> I'm actually very intrigued by this because the Amiga has been one of those things that has like eluded me, but because uh, I have no experience with it. Uh, the reference, of course, is the Amiga, Amiga computer by Commodore. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Commodore uh, Commodore's Amiga 500, a home computer that became a popular game system, is receiving a remake in the form of a A500 Mini, which is being developed by Retro Games Limited, which previously released a mini version of the Commodore 64 which I had the pleasure of playing with uh, young Cesar, and we enjoyed it thoroughly. It was really well done. That's a pretty good little uh, mini console. Because our friend uh, BigFollows.com visits (laughs) just like it is every week. At last. (laughs) All right. Make sure they ask them what their favorite game on the Commodore Amiga 500 is. Uh, It really kills me that I can't see the chat anymore. I don't know what happened. It's just I've turned something off. Your patronage. (laughs) 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 Tell your friends. Oh, man. 
the Amiga 500 was, of course, the most successful model in the Amiga family of PCs, which started to appear in the mid-80s, particularly in Europe. Did we ever have them? Like, I never saw an Amiga anywhere. It was only European, right? Uh, or at least not NTSC? I saw them when I was in Germany. Uh, that was, like, in the right, late so 80s. The, the alibi still checks out. Because I, I grew up with Apple IIs and then Macintosh and... IBM stuff like IBM DOS machines. Had, yeah. had a friend in kindergarten that had a Amiga, and they play like James Pond and other sh- stuff on there. So, oh, and Commodore. We had Commodore also. That was big. And Atari computers. So uh, this is confirmed to come stateside. That's kind of cool. Uh, list of games confirmed so far includes Alien Breed 3D, Another World, ATR All Terrain Racing, Battle Chess, Cadaver. Kickoff 2, Pinball Dreams, Simon the Sorcerer, Speedball 2, Brutal Deluxe, The Chaos Engine, Worms, The Director Cut. <laughs> Gotta have a Worms game. Yep. And Zool. Uh, there'll be 20. Cut on there. Do what? Kojima's Cut of the Worms is on there. <laughs> we, need the, we need a Director's Cut of that 8 bit Penguin game. <laughs> Remember that for the MSX? Uh, yeah. There will be 25 included in total, and you'll also be able to add more yourself with WHD Load, an installation package for Amiga software. Cool. So people are going to take off with that, I know. Uh, other system functions include the ability to switch between 50 hertz and 60 hertz screen refresh rate, save states, built-in CRT filter, yay, and various scaling options. The A500 Mini comes with a two-button USB mouse that is already making my hand cramp up with nostalgia, says the writer as well as a gamepad reminiscent of the one from the CD32, an ill-fated attempt to convert the Amiga into a traditional game console. And this controller, if you look at it, like that's what I'm used to seeing when I think of Amiga and gaming. That, uh, what would you call that? It's like a Genesis controller upside down, but with like uh, sharper edges on the top. It's like a horseshoe-shaped controller, mini horseshoe. doesn't look great, but I'm more intrigued to play this just to experience the controller and see, you know, when the reviews and stuff come out and see what people think is as far as how faithful it might be to the original. I thought the Amiga CD was kind of a big deal though. The the article says ill fated, but most CD based products were ill fated until yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, Sega CD was a success of sorts. I mean, we had Sonic CD. It gave us that at least. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Mark Shark. and Mark. And crisscross <laughs> music simulators. Uh, uh, the keyboard on the case is sadly not functional. The one, the one, the Commodore one like that, where the keyboard didn't work, but you could plug a keyboard into it. Wasn't that how it works, Cesar? Uh, I think the keyboard did not work. I, I yeah, I think it was a uh, just the joysticks is what they were pushing. I found my Commodore when uh. The basement took on water yesterday. <laughs> I'm carting around this crate with uh, two two disk drives for the Commodore and the and the keyboard, which is the computer. Uh, Retro Games Limited will release the A500 Mini early next year. It'll cost $139.99 in the U.S. and £120 in the U.K. So look forward to the Amiga later on. Uh, someone tell us about these Grand Theft Auto rumors. Are we finally getting GTA 6? You knew it. That's what, that was it. <laughs> it's when, uh, it's from Jimatsu and Sal Romano, I guess, was it Kotaku came back and they, uh, followed up and said they were able yeah. to corroborate that, uh, Rockstar Games was developing remakes of, uh, 
don't know if it's remakes or remasters. It, there's stuff floating around as like 50-50 or something like that. Grand yeah, because there's, like, there's like AI upscaling or something involved yeah. too, right? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas for everything that's out currently, basically. <laughs> PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, Stadia, iOS, and Android. Uh, they just quote that they're using Unreal Engine, mixing new and old graphics. Uh, they said that the UI will probably be heavily updated, uh, but I guess they are going to leave some of that classic graphics. This is what I, I'm assuming what they were hinting at. Yeah. Um, this is all done by Rockstar Dundee, who used to be Ruffian Games. And they were recently acquired light last year. Uh, apparently, they're handling it as well as they're also handling the Grand Theft Auto V um, ports for PS5 in the series, uh, Xbox they got series. Their hands full. That's a lot going on, right? Yeah. And you know, they, there was, and then Kotaku ended out that the reports that Rockstar plans to do new ports of Red Dead Redemption if this does well. Ooh. So. Just one um, generation further. So they're looking at late October, early November. With the PC and mobile releases they're looking at, it's probably going to hit 2022. Uh, as of right now, the scene, I think they were confirmed that this would be a digital-only package. So. Yeah. First off, it's going to be madly successful if this is the case. Yeah. Um, I had seen somewhere in the chatter that uh, there was like a cease and desist takedown of some mods for these older titles recently. And people that had seen the actual rumored games said it was very close to some of these mods. And I'm looking at it now and it's like, you know, that's still a that's still like PS2 Xbox era blocky hands and things like that. But it definitely runs smoother uh, that those games were notorious for frame tearing and with all this crazy stuff they had going on, because we're used to open world titles now. But this kind of like broke they broke the mold with GTA 3. That was something nobody had seen before. It was uh, genre-defining. And I'm, I'm just looking at a video of some of these mods and stuff, and it, this looks like what it's supposed to. This, this is what it looks like before people hook a PS2 up to... <laughs> this is what it looks like in their mind's eye before they hook a PS2 up to a 4K TV, and they're like, oh, God, I can't believe this. When this they, is uh, not what I remember. When they, take, when they take off the nostalgia filter off from their eyes? Yeah. Yeah. When it when the when it comes pouring back the truth, but this these look good, man. I, I would I would definitely. That's not a double dip. It's not a triple dip. What what are we up to at this point on these? Because I think I even bought these on iOS at one point. I was about to say they're on phones now too. Good you, God, they're everywhere. You think yeah. they would bring them the, to these new platforms? Stadia. That's a that's a, an interesting selection. Have y'all seen any Luna chatter? Is anybody still talking about Luna stuff coming to Luna I at all? Hardly seen anything about it. No, I mean that's what they're t- technically still in beta, aren't they? They've never done a full release yet, so I think so. Is Stadia, aren't they? Stadia is in a full release that should have stayed in beta. So they're yeah. the opposite. Oh, they're like giving them away. Oh man, but these mods look good, and I would definitely. So the, I think the biggest concern about these would be, especially for Vice City and San Andreas, is getting those great licensed soundtracks. Because those were incredible soundtracks that they compiled for those, and I don't know, you know, how would they pull that off? That's that's always yeah. the thing with these games, I, is licensing. If, if they bring me the entirety of Vice City, I will overlook everything. The entirety of the game or the soundtrack? The soundtrack. That soundtrack's god tier. That might be a cheat answer. Well, I was listening to another. Andreas is good. It's damn good, but Vice City. 
another podcast I was listening to years ago. They were talking about what is the best uh, licensed soundtrack in a video game, and somebody said uh, Beatles Rock Band. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's a damn good answer, but Vice City's way up there. It, it came on like was it four or five CDs when they when they actually released the and they were like double discs per radio station. They put a lot of music in that. It was damn game. each and every radio station had yeah. their own uh, like best of. And they had a DJ, not only the music, but they had a DJ and they had uh, like the side shows where people would call in and answer with other stuff that was already happening in the show. And the show was awesome, man. And the first moment of why are we why are we honing in on Vice City? Are we all Vice City fans here? I am, at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Brand that was the only out of that that trilogy of games. That was the <laughs> only one I've actually beaten and was able to beat oh. out of that trilogy. So I think I got that- pretty far in three. And then for whatever, for whatever reason, I just fell off. And then San Andreas, I just I got lost in the nuances with it where I was like, all right, I'm just lifting weights all day. Now I got a super yeah. buff CJ. Is that what I do in this game? And then I was just like, I don't know what to, I just didn't, wasn't feeling it anymore. So I was like, it, I, I lost touch with the story and just never finished it. So there was a lot of extra stuff to San Andreas that they that they added. Man, remember we were getting GTAs every like two years. We were getting a badass new GTA that pushed the envelope and had a story and a new setting and all kinds of stuff. And now we're going to get GTA five on the third straight console. Oh. And they, what they said, Selling. what was it? That rumor was six. Well, six technically wouldn't be coming out until towards the end of this console generation that we're in now. So, Oh, all right. They were so like, you, what? 2024, 20, 2025. I mean, that's, that's so fucking far. Out. That's like five years since, you know, the PlayStation five and the series consoles have been launched. So, but, you know, GTA 5 and Mario Kart 8, man, they, they're they still at the top of the selling, you know, they're at the top of the charts. Hey, it's a good-ass Mario Kart. We, we did sell. it to ourselves. We keep buying that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's where I think they're going with this. They're going to bring this studio that's doing these, and they're also learning PS5 architecture, right? They're going to take GTA 5, and they're going to downport it to PS2 so that we actually get GTA 5 on PS2, PS3, PS4, and PS. The only one it'll not be playable on is PS1. There It'll be the Shadow of the Colossus of <laughs> of GTA's. I'll, I'll do I'll do you one better. They'll they'll come out with some kind of a DVD disc you'll need to put in your PS2, and you have to get one with online capabilities, and you just stream all the new games to it. Oh yes. Is the is the network adapter strong enough to stream to the PS2? Ooh, you have to get the broadband one. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't get the uh. Well, all the Slims came with both until a certain point, and then they were just broadband, right? You couldn't get a correct. Yeah, yeah you couldn't get a fifty-six k only Slim. So sorry, you might have something there. That would, I, would, <laughs> I would go to whatever links you had to do to make that work. GTA Five coming to PS Two. Bring it. We're bringing back that Netflix disc that was just a GUI yep. that allows get access to shit to stream. So yep. Pop this in. Uh, send in proof of purchase that you have all three on PS2, and we will send you a disc that you can stream. That would be so awesome. I've been wanting, like, you know, we get rewarded for, there's new Dreamcast games. So Dreamcast owners can buy new games that are put on Dreamcast, right? And I would just love an official throwback to something like that. Like uh, uh, Nintendo to release Master Quest on 64, where you could get the actual cartridge from Nintendo in 2021, 2022, whatever. I think something like that would be so awesome. Yes, it's very, very niche, but 
the fan, you know, the people who have kept that stuff and all that would just go crazy, or it would just be something that sold out ridiculously early, and uh, that might get in the weeds. Uh, at some point, it may happen. I mean, at some point, you know, gaming's going to go, or they, they'll have to look at new ideas to make money. You never know. So, I mean, yeah. look, we got we got records back again. Yeah. Uh, there's some cassette website. Tapes. I, I, some website I follow is doing cassette tapes now for soundtracks. I was like, all right, cool, cassette tapes. Uh, let me get my uh pencil out with my eraser so I can rewind tapes again. I was like, that's what I always love to do, and I'm glad that's back. So I'm like, uh, hey, I just bought Hunt for Red October on Laserdisc for three bucks, and I'm very very happy oh, with Lord. my purchase. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, uh, so we're, we would I, all be down for that. Go ahead. Sophie. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't want to get derailed too much, but uh, I was watching the discotheque show where they were. Um, they announced that they're bringing um, Samurai Troopers to Blu-ray. Uh, they had Samurai Troopers on DVD, but they never did the English dub because the English dub was lost. It was, you know, because of archive oh. reasons. Uh, for whatever reason, it disappeared. Yeah. Uh, so now they're bringing the Blu-ray, and then they found the dubs. They found it luckily. Luckily enough, they found it over here in Atlanta and CNN. So they had the dubs just lying around. So they like a master tape or something. Yeah, yeah. So the That's guy crazy. had to fly all the way from Atlanta, all to Atlanta, because they wouldn't let the tapes leave the studio, and had to record everything. He oh said, yeah. He said it was a pain in the ass because nothing was syncing up with the Blu-ray transfer. So that's why it took him so long. It took him like two years to get this uh, this thing on Blu-ray. Because uh, they just to get the sync and get all the hardware they need to get over to the CNN Center and everything, just so they can sit there and record everything, so they can do the transfer for the Blu-ray. That's so, a but, labor of love. Yeah. That is incredible preservation stuff. And now we get that. Now it's on Blu-ray yeah. and it won't get lost like that shit did before. That's amazing. Yeah, Damn, right. I I, he, he did a whole Twitter thread about like how he went to CNN and found it, and they had the master tapes. I think when Toonami showed it, that's how CNN had it. Ooh. So they got it from there. So. So, so we all grew up around here. We all took the CNN tour, right? You went to, you went to the, uh, what's that area called? I can't think of it. I, I did you one better. I used to inventory the CNN stores in there. So. Oh, okay. Then there's that. <laughs> but I'm thinking like that whole plaza, like you, everybody goes up there and it, it was the Omni when I was a kid and like everybody takes the CNN tour, CNN studio tour. Do you think they saw the tapes like sitting there while they were on the tour? What are those? Hey, I mean, <laughs> They're huge fucking things. It's like only something you would get excited about or me get excited about. They're like they're huge fucking tapes. Yeah. They're so fucking big, man. The masters are so big. Like and then probably, pair of, yeah, that's old ass technology. Like they have to track down the thing to play that on. Uh, I'll go on my my anime sidebar real quick, but I've been rewatching Cowboy Bebop. I actually never finished it back in the day, and I'm going further through it. I had to scramble and find the movie, and I actually found my DVD copy. I haven't watched it yet, but. Uh, Cesar prompted me to find the Blu-ray. You have to import it if you don't want to pay like 80 fucking dollars for it. Jeez. But there's an episode where somebody sends them a beta tape and they're looking at it and they're like, yeah. <laughs> the guy, Spike has his finger in the tape and he's like, he's drooping the tape down from the, the actual uh, tape from the cassette. And that's the one with trying... a, that's the one with a phase background, right? Yes, it like is. Her background story, right? Yeah. Yep. And I uh, remember that because they got to go splunking for it. <laughs> they did. It was like, it was like Indiana Jones there. They're like, like they're going through underwater and they <laughs> and it's a it's a beta tape. So they go to get a Betamax player. And of course, you know what type player they they end up bringing back to the to the Bebop. I was like, I knew this was going to happen because they're trying to shove the beta into the VHS. And uh, I think it was right? Ed was telling him, like, you got the wrong one. <laughs> oh, so good. It was so 
up my sleeve. I was just like, I love this show. I'm in. I love the show so much. It's so perfect. Every one of his shows he does, there's always a drug episode. So you saw the that one and that one. There's one in Samurai Shampoo yeah. that was pretty funny too. Like he, no matter what he does, there's always an episode dedicated to where everybody gets high randomly for no reason yep. whatsoever. This and was he doesn't mushroom. do it on purpose. Not on purpose either. So. Yeah. Is uh does Samurai Shampoo hold up? Is that really good? It's excellent. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. I just love the style and the music and just everything about Cowboy Bebop is just almost perfect. I'm not excited for it to end. I'm kind of dragging it out. Uh, oh, it ends. Trust me. So. I've heard it does. I don't know anything specific, but that's why it, it you ends. and everybody it, else online no, they were like, watch the movie. Yeah, I told you watch the movie first. It doesn't make sense yeah. if you watch the movie afterwards. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is a GTA bundle potentially coming uh, October to November. That'd be an awesome slot for the fall. Who is this target audience for? The, I'm just trying to think, like, it's been 20 years, so, so those people have disposable income, but people who were babies then were not playing these games or they were not allowed to. I still remember stopping sales of this where some five-year-old would have his parent in there. And I'm trying to tell them what's in these games. Like you do not want your five year old playing this. I'm sorry. I, and I'm looking at I'm looking at the kid like I'm so sorry, but I can't do this to you or your family. They're going to be coming and head hunting for me. I mean, at this point, I mean, we're at this age where what, what they say seventy percent of the Sony sales were digital. No. I mean, most people are not buying physical games anymore. I mean, I mean, you're still having that conversation, but I mean, you're seeing a lot less of that because all that's being purchased through the online store. So. Yeah. But who who is this for? Is this product for the three of us, our age group, and our? Um, yeah, I mean th these are what these remasters been doing. These the remasters been selling well, so I mean I'm sure somebody's played five. It's gonna go in there and like, what the fuck is this? I didn't think it would be like this. And there's some people might Whereas go in there. We're playing five and we're like, what the fuck is this? I didn't think yeah. it'd be like this. Uh, five is the like literally the second Grand Theft Auto game I've ever beaten out of like the 80 million of them. So after Vice City, um, and four was pretty good though, but um. Yeah, it's it's, it's you're, you're getting that it's that nostalgia thing. People will like remember playing these things. They love these things. They love the soundtracks. That's why I think yep. it'd be wise if they get all the music back. I don't think they will because it gets costly. Um, but I, you know, you're selling on the nostalgia. But that's I would imagine you look at it. That would be the most important thing to do is get the music before you even start anything else. Like, let me make sure I can get all these soundtracks. Has that stuff uh, gotten worse since then? Like, was it easier to get in 2002, 2004? When did that other one come out? That one came out in 04. I think yeah because I had to be 18 to sell it I couldn't I wasn't there yet oh <laughs> uh, it's the whole way that music deals go down is a lot different now because you got you got the internet and music gets out there a lot more easily that's like I, I mentioned before with VTubers trying to sing uh, English songs that are licensed and you have to get permission and they don't respond to you and then you have artists that are feel yeah. they're not getting paid enough for their their streaming fees and you got some right. artists still don't stream their song their music I mean, they're, they're finally putting Aaliyah on Spotify, and it took 20 years for their lead again on there. I mean, you know, like to get outside of a CD-ROM. So it, it took forever. I mean, streaming has been 20 Is that years, her estate but, holding that up? Uh, I think it was a little bit both that and the record label. I guess they were trying to come to a, like a fair amount of money that would be given for Because I think that was one of the last major big artists that is finally coming out with a... Uh, their catalogs coming on streaming and now they're doing like stagger release like one an album gets a release every month it's like it's kind of like a big deal type of situation gotcha so but yeah a lot of that's not it's out there now man like just the whole who gets paid for what how much people get paid for you don't you don't have cds like it was in the, in the 90s or the 2000s where they would sell a million copies and go platinum i think plot you can go platinum selling like 
half a million copies now. So like they wow. drastically drop it, you know, because they they're incorporating streams in there. Somebody gets streamed a million times. It's a little bit different. So right, but the artist doesn't see they doesn't they don't see the sales from streaming like they yeah. did CDs and such. So like I said, that whole landscape's changing. So like I said, I don't know how rocky it is now and how much it could be more difficult or more easier to get on there. But I mean, even then, we're still screwed because you saw what happened when um, Xbox did the backwards compatibility for four and the other ones. You know, they went back and patched out some of the songs of the licensing went out. So I remember that with four. I think we talked about that on yeah. this show that four had a shit ton of music expiring. So I mean, they can go back and patch that stuff out. So what's the state of these now? Like if I fire up iOS Vice City. Do you know like how many are going to be missing? How that is anybody? I'm sure there's dedicated boards keeping track of that shit. I, I think somebody's argument would be, hey, just make your own custom soundtracks and just put the original soundtracks on there. Yeah. That's probably what somebody would say. So yeah, I mean, we at least have that ability to do so, unless you have a uh, a series S2? series uh, S, then you have to probably a little, a little bit more uh, hoopty. Yeah, and no, and a, and a PS5 since it doesn't run CD-ROMs and a PS4, so I'm not sure I'm going to get the music on there. I guess the USB jump drive maybe. That's right. PS4 didn't run CD-ROMs. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first PlayStation to drop it, right? Yeah. yeah. Damn. All right. GTA Triology remasters potentially coming. Uh, Apple Arcade is getting a new Castlevania game. It comes from The Verge and Andrew Webster. Grimoire of Souls is listed as coming soon. Uh, some people will recognize that as being a previously, if the name sounds familiar, Andrew notes. I'll just use his words instead of mine. It's probably because Konami previously soft-launched a version of Grimoire of Souls in Canada before shutting it down last season, last year, last last season, last year. That iteration was free to play with added microtransactions, a feature that is absent from all Apple Arcade games. The news comes at a fairly busy time for Apple subscription game service. Uh, today, this was the 13th, so a few days ago. Sees the release of Part Two of Fantasian. Uh, and the music-focused Tetris Tetris beat is also on the way. Uh, does anybody know what this, how this played, like what it what it was? Uh, it's I, described I would... as an original side-scrolling action game that features a lineup of classic, well-loved characters from the series hit catalog. I would imagine that Brant, out of all of us, would be the one that knows more about it. So, and I yeah, Brant, you like Castlevania, don't you? No, I, it's it's the same thing. I've I've seen multiple characters you know and it's kind of like a side scrolling deal i don't i don't know exactly what it entails um and like they said they kept it around for like a year and it was i believe it was like in the canadian market i don't even think they sort of had it down here so So there's probably footage of this somewhere it'll just it'll just not have whatever the microtransaction grind was and I yeah. think I read somewhere after this news that the microtransactions weren't even really necessary in that first version. Like they said, you could get whatever it was you were after just by playing yeah. it normally. I imagine Apple's just getting whatever they can to fill out the subscription now. So, I mean, they, yeah. they, there's nothing wrong with that. They got a lot of big, big, big hits. So on Fantasian and. I said hits. A lot of big hits. Yes. A lot of big hits. Konami's best. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound good playing it back. <laughs> oh, roll back the tape. Yeah, the important thing is uh, the Verge notes: uh, character designer Ayami Kojima and composer Michiru Yamani, both of whom contributed to the series since the iconic Symphony of the Night. So, it, the description of it when I first read it sounded like the one that came out for I think it was 360, like Live Arcade or something. Yeah, uh, was it a multiplayer one? 
<clears throat> I remember that one. It's yeah. Gosh, now I, I can't remember. I actually played a pretty good bit of it on the 360, but he has stepped away. But I actually have an Apple Arcade subscription with all my Apple shit that I already pay for. So I might try this one out and give a give a preview uh, later on. Did no, you get an iPad, Brant? No. No Apple? Okay. I thought somebody, the last, one of these last Apple Arcade that we were all interested in, I thought somebody else downloaded it. It might have been Sarsar. All right, next up in news is the Pokemon Presents. Oh, dear God. Uh, it's it's Pokemon, it's Nintendo, I guess it falls to me. Yes, you may handle this from here on out, Brant. <laughs> uh, so first, they, I think this presentation was about 30 minutes? Something I caught like the, that? I caught the tail end. I caught the uh, the real or real world the Arceus the open yeah the open world yeah. one is the one I caught. Uh, so they started with all of their mobile market news, I guess, for all the Pokemon stuff. Okay. Uh, they did show Pokemon Unite um, coming to uh, mobile, uh, iOS and Android on September twenty second. Are you still uh, enjoying that on Switch? Or are you still playing it? Yeah, we're still playing yeah, it. Sweet. Um, so it and has all legs. It, yeah, and it comes with. Um, they said if enough people uh, sign up for the like pre the pre registering, uh, if it's you know however many you get Pikachu and there's like some special costume you can get for Pikachu if enough people pre register. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then you can link your if you're playing it on Switch and mobile, you can actually link those accounts and share those rewards back and forth. Nice. Um, so That's helpful. Can, very yeah. un-Nintendo-like. I know, fashion. right? <laughs> yeah. That they would embrace that. You would think they would kind of uh, segment their Switch. You know, your Switch profile doesn't carry over yeah. to their mobile. Yeah. Uh, they good. did announce two more Pokemon coming uh, to the game as well. Um, not any release dates or anything but uh mamoswine which is like this mammoth creature uh and sylveon which is a new evolution um okay. and then they went into pokemon cafe uh which they have kind of rebranded as uh cafe remix what um, is this one what is Pokemon this is Cafe like the, again? It's like the Pokemon matching thing. It's like the... Mean Bean Machine of Pokemon? Yeah, pretty much. So, this is your Pokemon puzzle game. Okay. Uh, then they moved on to Pokemon Masters EX. This is... Um, it's kind of a different Pokemon experience, and you can team up with different trainers and people throughout the Pokemon universe. They announced uh, several different uh, events coming up, as well as uh, what is that? You get three thousand gems that you can get for signing up and or logging in, uh, which I guess I'm assuming is the in-game currency. Um, then they said that... I did not know there were this many Pokemon Mobile games. I had no oh, yeah. clue. No clue. Uh, and then, of course, Pokemon Go, uh, which, I mean, I haven't touched in forever. But, uh, and I know there was some controversy lately about it because of all the COVID stuff. 
Um, but like uh, people getting out and about, or what? What was the mix up? So, so what happened was during COVID, they, um, I guess, upped the number of pokey stops, and also I think you could change and still play even if you stayed at home. And that's right. Then very recently, they reduced that number to the pre-COVID number and I think stopped some of the extra features and stuff. And people were pretty upset. So I've seen campaigns where it's like, you know, don't play Pokemon Go, you know, on this day. And blah, blah. so I don't know. But they're bringing... Um, Sword and Shield. Lord, Lord help stuff. us if uh, a developer takes the time to make it easier for people to play their favorite game when we can't all get out and be around each other. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and they announced uh, the legendaries for for Pokemon Sword and Shield will start um, appearing in in raid battles. Um, and then they moved on to the uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes that are coming out. I missed this, and this is what I'm most interested in. Um, so they're still on track for uh, November 19th release. Uh, they did show um, some of this new stuff at Explorable Area, um, Grand Underground, um, the returning of Pokemon Super Contests uh, as Super Contest shows. And I guess that's that's... If I remember correctly, you can like dress your Pokemon up and get rated on all these different things. Uh, <laughs> Watch your Pokemon get rated. There seem to be all while, these get, while dressing up <laughs> new socialization features in the Union Room, uh, customization options for trainers, Pokeballs, uh, and the secret base. Um, I noticed, and I think a lot of people noticed. Um, it was the buzz around when they sh- showed the uh, swell lead. Um, they showed a bit of diamond and pearl in the trailer for the swell lead, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and people were noticing that the uh, diamond and pearl footage in that trailer looked different from what we originally shown. And people were like zooming in on things and saying, you know, look, this is you know more blended. There's more detail to this trainer's bag. There's this, that, and the other. And it does seem that they've taken a little bit more time and polished the games. Um, and they we thought also, that would happen because yeah. they announced it a while back. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, they also announced a brand new Switch Lite uh, themed for Diamond and Pearl, and it hark, uh, harks back to the, um, the DS. I guess they had a special edition DS mm-hmm. um, with the same style, and this is a, a darker Nintendo Switch Lite with uh, Palkia and Dialga on it. Um, and that is coming out November 5th. So you can get that before you buy the games. Game and of course, in. just like the last Pokemon themed Switch Lite, it does not come with the games. So, uh, And then they ended the show with Pokemon Arceus, which you said you got to see that portion yes. of the show. It looks so good. So like, this when is when Pokemon first came out. This is what I had imagined. A yeah. Like GameCube when I was thinking, ooh, the GameCube. This is how our Pokemon's gonna look, and it's just taken what, three generations past yeah. that. So this is the more extremely open um, 
Pokemon game, like open world. Uh, it takes place. Um, it's like you play it's as the a researcher. same universe as Diamond. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the same, but they call it the um, he Hisui region, and it's before it became known as the Sinnoh region. And this was before people started really becoming Pokemon trainers and things like that. So you play as um, like somebody that goes out and researches and watches Pokemon. They're like the survey crew, I think is what they call them. And there's they showed off like some crafting mechanics to where you can craft different Pokeballs and different items and things uh, while you're out there um, sneaking up on different Pokemon, because there's some Pokemon you can just sneak up on and, and go and catch them, and other ones you like, have to... look like Splinter Cell or Horizon yeah. or something, where they're in the long grass and they're trying to sneak up on them. Look good, yeah. man. It was like uh, Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It still, yeah. looks, it looks, still looks like they're leaning in that direction. And there's other ones that it becomes like Xenoblade. You get too close to them, they see you, they, they're going to mess you up. Oh, yeah, they go aggro. You see it in their eyes, like they're coming after you. It's no longer and, fun and games. You're kiting them across the map. Yeah. They also showed that there's like a, a complete uh, different style to the um, to the battle. Um, I would say it's kind of more RPG esque um, to where you you can see the like moves on the right side of the screen. You can see like the enemy Pokemon might have two moves, and then you have an attack move, and then so it's the the flow of battle you can see it's like uh final fantasy 10 <clears throat> and it depends on like everybody's stats and things like that and it, it they showed that there's two different styles you can use there's like a um more offensive and then a more um like speed based style and if you use you know the more power based you might want that if you can deal a one hit kill or something right. like that or if you just want to go aggressively at at what you're whatever you're trying to do, or um, you can do the more um, agile based, and you know be be tactile about you know uh, using certain moves to raise um, certain stats and set up certain things, getting ready. So it's it, it, it seemed like an extra element on top of the normal yeah. like rock paper scissors poison water fire thing. So this is I mean it's looking. It's looking great, and they. I know originally when they showed this game off, people were judging <laughs> the frame rate and things like that, and there was some uh, pretty heavy frame skips and things like that, and there were still some things in this trailer, like some of the, the uh, players' like scarfs and stuff that looked kind of weird. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I thought it looked way better than the, uh, the original trailer. I saw a screen where the Pokemon, the texture the grass was sitting on was just like a putting green or something. Yeah. It was like this solid green. And then in the background was like this tan mountain, like, and then like a blue lake. It was like three yeah. sets of textures layered on top of each other. But I mean, that's not what you're really there for. That's not what you're, yeah, not what you're going for. I guess we give them the Nintendo pass like usual mm-hmm. and they, they haven't announced upgraded hardware. So it's not like, yeah, it's not like we're expecting a boost on something else for this for these games to run on. I know they showed off a few different Pokemon that like get they've they've been doing this with the past few games that get a uh, special form based on the area they're in. So some of your Pokemon that you may know may look a little different 
and they still have it uh, expecting to launch uh, January 28th of next year. January and, 2022. That's a that's a Resident Evil time slot. Yeah, <laughs> the Capcom I think January. It was after they announced both of those, uh, or right before the presentation end, that they said that it was you could go ahead and pre-order them on the eShop and get them uh, get them ready to download. What fucking five months ahead of time, six months ahead I of know, time? Right? Jeez, it's a long ways out for a digital pre-order. Uh, January 28th, 2022. That's all the Pokemon news. Let's wrap up news with your coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, some pretty heavy hitters in here. Uh, Cloud Gaming from EA Play is Need for Speed Heat. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Dose and Jedi Fallen Order. That would be interesting on the cloud. I don't know. I guess you could link your controller to it. So it's not like yeah. when I think cloud still, I guess I'm old school. I'm thinking touch controls, that kind of thing. So you don't really have to deal with that anymore. Uh, Recompile comes to cloud Xbox Series X and S and PC. Train Sim World 2, Cesar's favorite genre, comes to cloud console and PC. Uh, we're getting 12 minutes on cloud console and PC. That This one's been hyped up and we've talked about on this podcast kind of trying to see what that game loop looks like and how this plays out. Uh, that's the one with, with Willem Dafoe. Who else is they, they got some big voice actors in that Daisy one. Ridley and that's right. That's right. Uh, who was the other person? But yeah, yeah, it's big, that's the one. There were some big names. Big game. Uh, Psychonauts two is coming out. Uh, that is August twenty fifth. I was trying to find that. Twelve minutes, but it's not in there. Uh, James McAvoy. That's the big. There that's we go. The other third big one. I was, I was about to say in this press release, they have to mention the voice they talent have to they do got it. for this game. It's not. It's not not going to be in there. Uh, you're also getting Mist <laughs> Cloud Console and PC. Uh, yes, that is Mist that has been available from anything from CD-ROM to Jaguar to 3DO to Saturn to PlayStation to iOS. Is Mist the most ported game? Is it up there with Doom? Probably. Maybe Doom is... I bet Doom's on more, because Myst kind of had that CD-ROM requirement on it for a lot of its stuff. Uh, and Humankind is also coming to PC from Sega and Amplitude. I heard something about Humankind, but I don't I don't know a whole lot about it. Where's that one? That's the one that's kind of sticking out. Uh, available on day one with Game Pass for PC. Humankind is a historical strategy game where you'll be rewriting the entire narrative of human history. Combine up to 60 different cultures to create your own civilization and lead your people from the ancient to the modern age. So maybe more of like a streamlined Civ type game. Maybe more console friendly than a deep sim like that possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your big heavy hitters there of course are uh, 12 minutes and Psychonauts 2 and Mist. <laughs> yeah. Stop forget Mist. Now we can make the joke, uh, does it run Mist instead of does it run Doom? Does it run Crisis? Does it run Crisis? <laughs> That's the ultimate, the ultimate test. Does it run Crisis? Switch does. When is that tri- uh, trilogy coming out? That's not too far. That's this fall, right? We're now in that fall window. September. Yeah, that's coming up. We're about to hit the Nintendo WarioWare and Metroid and Mario Party. All that stuff's oh, coming down. Coming can't down wait until October. You're ready, huh? I want that Metroid so bad. Yeah. 
we need to do a spooky game for October too, even though we'll all be playing Metroid. Uh, we talked after the show last week about bringing Game Pass back. Did you guys think about that anymore after the show? Game Pass, Game I Club. Forgot. I forgot. Because I keep thinking about Cameo for some ungodly reason. Cameo. <laughs> Elements of power. Oh, but y'all had brought up some pretty good ones that I thought were. I think Shovel Knight was one we kicked around. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a game to to play and not necessarily like when we did Game Club before. And listeners chime in, chat in, email to Russell, no podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, Instagram comments, wherever you want to rate us at. Um, we talked about doing one and instead of trying to catch up on it weekly, which we ran into before. And a lot of that just ended up being, well, I'm about where I was last week and that kind of stuff. Uh, Cesar had mentioned, we kind of, we do it at the very end of the month and that way we just know that the end of that, and that gives everybody a chance to play it too, throughout the, you know, four or five weeks of the month. And then we can, we can all discuss it and you can send in your comments and pictures and experiences and stuff like that. I think it'd be pretty cool to bring that back again. So we talked about doing a short one for August, but maybe we just kind of flesh it out some more and kick it around, and then we launch it uh, next month. We do a September game, which could still be Shovel Knight. I think that'd be a fun yeah. one. I think we all have – everybody should have a copy across some myriad of platform at this point. It's on, what, Everything. PS3, 360, Wii. 3DS. New. Yeah, Wii U, not Wii. 3DS. Vita. September. What's that? Beatles Rock Band in September. <laughs> Beatles Rock Band. That's when we're going to play. We, you have to beat Beatles Rock Band. Hey, man. Throughout the month of September. I still deserve my credit for bringing back Crusaders Ascenti, so. It's not official yet. <laughs> I'm down Se- with you, but. Hey, Sega, Sega paid for it, so something's happening. It may not be what we trademark. want, but something's happening with it. Do you have a copy of that? Did you get a copy back before it got crazy? Yes. You do have a copy of Crusader Ascenti? I do. Mm-hmm. Damn. That got costly. Uh, before we dip into games play, because I don't have that very much, uh, I'm going to do a slight, very small side segment of uh, aspartame and aluminum, our our favorite soda and carbonated, caffeinated beverage segment. Uh, you specifically. I, we, we talked about this with Brant off air before. I don't think he's as big of a soda head, but I know Cesar and I are pretty big on it. All right, Cesar, I got a new can right here. I'm trying to do a, a small preview. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this is? Have you had one of these yet? Based off the aluminum just showing up there with the cap top on there? No. And the color. The color is the new, the big part. Cheetos. Cheetos flavored Coke. <laughs> it's not Cheetos flavored Coke. Uh, it is, of course, the new, and they say improved. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Have you had it yet? No. Okay. As I drink my big tube of water. Yeah, your big, your big giant tube of water. Uh, do you remember the taste of Coca-Cola before you switched to diet and zero drinks? How Absolutely not. You don't remember? Uh, this new Coke Zero tastes very much similar to Coca-Cola Classic, as I remember. I, if you gave me a cup with original Coca-Cola from when I remember it as a child to that one, and I probably wouldn't be able to tell you the differences difference that, between the two so that's what i'm trying to say it tastes just like coca-cola classic so they're like you know guess right or you you get, you get popped in the head with a gun I'm what kind of coke probably, challenge is that i don't know i'm just giving you an example that i'm not going to sit there and take that <laughs> communist challenge, coke so. challenge yeah that's, that's the worst coke challenge ever it's, a challenge. it's like a, it's like that's russian the Colombian. with coke 
the Colombian coach. I <laughs> man, you gave you gave me um you gave me a requirements. I gave you a scenario around it. Whether you like it or not, it's not my problem. It's true. It is a uh, people will cry because the formula has changed, but uh, it is different. It does not taste like Coke Zero of old, but I do like it. Uh, in my humble opinion, it's, it's quite tasty. Uh, games played now that aluminum and aspartame is over. <laughs> Or aspartame and aluminum, whichever one. I guess they're interchangeable. Uh, I played, of course, a little bit of Halo, but it was not the traditional Halo night. Uh, nothing of note here. Uh, I did have a glitch throughout the entire time I played it where my grenades, we've all played Halo, and all of us, the three of us, have played Halo together. Uh, you have a sticky grenade, which you can stick to somebody and kind of goes off and kind of impacts what it's touching. And then you have the frag grenade, which you can throw, and it's it takes a little bit longer, but you have a more you know widespread. It doesn't stick to somebody; it'll bounce off of off of an enemy character. But for some reason, every grenade I threw, it did not matter which time it was, it had like a 10 second delay on it. So I'd be in a firefight, I would throw a grenade at somebody, I'd be in the middle of that firefight, I would get killed, and uh, you see my body laying there. And as I'm waiting to respawn and go back in. Uh, medals would pop and I'm getting two kills like double kill. I'm like, how? <laughs> what did I do? It is from the grenade I threw, but it had like a 15 second delay on it for the whole session I played. I'm like, how does this happen? It was it was consistent all the way across that somehow these bombs were going off well after I had thrown them. That was just it's still buggy. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Infinite and I spend a shit ton of time in Master Chief Collection and it's never a seamless uh experience there's always something funny it's just if it's gonna boot you like i know i've talked about on the podcast uh somebody will get kicked from the game and the game counts it as quitting so it gives you like a five minute ban when all you did was get booted from the game and it's just like ah this sucks uh you would think almost you know hey these guys play uh 10 12 hours a week they're probably not quitting out of these games or at least you know some sort of submission progress process like hey this keeps happening to me. Can you watch my profile and make sure this doesn't happen? But maybe they'll figure that out down the road. Uh, the other game I played, I did not actually play. Uh, I was approached by my oldest child and they requested, uh, Daddy, will you hook up the steering wheel in the game where you run from the police? And so uh, the, the steering wheel was hooked up and Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit was put into the PS2. And that is a, <laughs> is a family favorite as they yell. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> and uh, my oldest hollers and screams and hits the gas and takes off. And it's just uh, it's very entertaining. So we did about two hours of hot pursuit <laughs> over the weekend and it never gets old. That is a that is a good ass game. We need more hot pursuit games. Uh, that remaster was was quite good last. Was that last year? Got that. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that showed. What is the temperature on Need for Speed? What is our immediate Need for Speed future? Are they just in development on the next one? We haven't heard anything, have we? Oh, skipping this year. I imagine they'll bring yeah. Codemasters into it soon. So. Oh, that's true. They are under that umbrella now. Damn. A lot, of, a lot of those old developers from Need for Speed left and formed Codemasters. So. That's right. So if they're still recycling names, then are we getting carbon next or are we, get, or are we going to underground? Because they recycled Most Wanted, they recycled uh, uh, Hot Pursuit. I thought there was one more, but... Yeah, they could do underground next. 
think we'll get underground go back to those those were very yeah. popular and looked and played super well that was kind of the the heyday of we were getting those annually right i feel like i was pitching a pre-order yeah. for need for speed every year yeah that was kind of in that cycle but they were good they were quality when we got those annual franchises then it wasn't I mean, like when we were getting Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, they still sold like crazy. It wasn't hurting those, but uh, that's it. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 3 on the PlayStation 1 via PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility and component cables. And a Mad Cats PS1 slash N64 <laughs> wheel that lets you slide on the top, depending on which system you're getting. And a little bit of Halo Master Chief Collection on the Xbox Series X. Uh, what about you guys? Mine's easy. I'll head it over the brand. I didn't play any games. I just watched anime. Yes, anime week for Cesar. Cesar, this is a summer of anime. It is. You got me watching Cowboy Bebop again. I'm very excited. And apparently I'm going to watch Evangelion after this. Yes, you have to watch the show, then the two movies. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You said I could watch the movies. No, if you watch the Fauna movie, it ties everything together. Oh, no. I'm out. So uh, My next anime is Samurai Champloo, which has a start in it that's obtainable. Brand, have you seen that one? Champloo? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You're a fan? Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but I recently bought it. All right. Uh, Cesar, we're also getting three-inch inseam uh, shorts as well. <laughs> Thanks to the founder of Kenja Deals who reached out to us on Twitter. Yeah, there it is. Look at it. Is that all of them in one thing? <clears throat> yep. I think that's the Cowboy Bebop uh, Blu-ray I have as that classics collection. Yeah. And all the discs look like vinyl records. Oh, that's cool. Now that we have your Funimation digital copy code. Oh, yeah. We can start streaming nothing. it on Funimation. That does go nothing. for it. So it does nothing. Well, I mean, when they, they broke their deal with Crunchyroll, um, all those digital copies they had from the Crunchyroll shows were removed from their digital store, so you couldn't stream them anymore. So, Even if you had the code? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. And they, uh, That's they a lost nightmare. License, they lost licensing rights on some of their anime shows where you can still stream it, but you couldn't download physical uh, digital copies. So it's a lot of licensing stuff with anime that's even worse. So That is the nightmare. Thanks, uh, Sony. Digital codes do nothing. Don't rely on them. Oh, speaking of movies and games, we are watching uh, the hit 2020 film, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I got the 4K Blu-ray for like 12 bucks, I think it was. And we redeemed that digital copy, and they are enjoying uh, the deep, deep lore and backstory of Sonic the Sonic's Hedgehog. mom yes. and the rings, the lore and of James, the rings. James Marston. Yeah. All right. We, get, we had our anime interlude. That was it for you, Cesar? I could literally go on for hours about what I've watched and interacted with. So go on, Brent. <laughs> All right. Mine will be pretty quick as well. Uh, I did play more Pokemon Unite. Um, the we whole were, fam still playing it? Yeah, we were together with the family. Uh, I even had a group of friends uh, talking about it on Discord today. Nice. Because one of them hadn't downloaded it, and I guess after... Sometime within the past week or so, I guess he's downloaded it now, and he's he's like, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. So we might play with them as t- uh, them as well. You made but, a uh, believer we, out of them. We were playing with um, it was my family and my nephew this past weekend, and we were all having fun. Um, do you 
Now, when you play a mobile like that, is it everybody? Are you all on the same team? Or are you fighting against each other? How does that break down? Yeah, yeah, because um, depending on the <clears throat> the game mode you pick, uh, it's usually five player. Um, the quick matches can be any. Uh, let's see, it's usually four to three player, depending on the map, because the map rotates like every day. It's oh. There's it's it's one of like three, so sometimes it's yeah. Sometimes so they reward a, you for they reward you for tuning in with the new map too. Yeah, and it's you know a three cell team or a four cell team with that. So do you pick your characters like do you pick your roles for support if that's how it works or healer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's no um, worrying about Pokemon types. It's it's just are you more of the defending role? Are you a speedster? Are you more attack heavy stuff like that? But yeah, we we enjoy doing um, playing that, and um, then last, uh, I actually went to a friend's house, and I'm trying to remember, I think all yeah, all we played was was some Smash Brothers, uh, and I finally got to because I hadn't downloaded um, which one sixty four melee uh, <laughs> brawl uh, <laughs> ultimate whatever the one that came on the Wii, what was that one? That was Brawl. Was Wii. Brawl. Brawl, Ultimate, and Wii U. 3DS Brothers. Smash Brothers Wii 3DS. It's got that. Yeah, uh, Smash, Smash Brothers Wii uh, 3DS. Got the Spirit Tracks uh, exclusive stage on that one. Oh, that was amazing that they got that game running on 3DS. Uh, but no, we played Ultimate. Uh, and I finally got to, because um, I haven't downloaded or played since they uh added Kazuya or Kazuya um he's fun <laughs> and uh you you just play uh you just hit his uh like null attack and he just starts going into a combo it's crazy <laughs> uh he's he's really really fun to play um is he part of the the last fighters pack or is that like he fighters was pack two or he's got one more yeah one more he's... after this one more and yeah. it's done forever, according to uh, Sakurai. Yeah. Until they chain him back up and. Nah, I think he might be done, or he's going to do something completely different. New Kid Icarus. If that. Oh, not even gaming? You think? I mean, it's possible he. I know there was like one interview with him, and he said that you know after this, this was basically his like biggest thing, and you know. He'd be fine retiring after this, or at least yeah. doing something different. So, you I mean, it all depends on what he wants to do. It makes sense when you've made a zeitgeist like that, you know. Yeah, a cultural force, a landmark tour de force. But uh, yeah, I kind of I got my ass handed to me because my friend <laughs> is he's uh, a very he's like an extremely technical player, and I'm just a mm -hmm. filthy casual. Uh, I mean, I like to sit down and play and have fun with my friends and yeah. um, my family and stuff. And I mean, sometimes we win, sometimes you lose. But like, dude, he was he was every almost like every stage, every time I'd uh, go against him, every character I'd pick, Damn. I'd be I'd be OK. But like he would just because he he knew like <laughs> all all of the, the different style he knew. Yeah. 
like oh i know that's a that's a two hit attack i know you know that has a delay or that has a shield or that you know i'm like dude how do you keep up with all this i just you know frame jumps I've got, and everything yeah it's like i got too much going on to remember all these like little details about this one game does he have a family <laughs> no Okay, so I, no. I'm not discriminating. Everybody makes their own choices, but I also do not have room for things like that. It just doesn't fit anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and then, other than that, I, I'm still playing uh, Phantom Hourglass. Uh, okay. I said Phantom Hourglass update. I said that I had to find these like three metals to help forge this uh, special sword I need, uh, and I have to go find um all these different races and i found the gorons Ooh. uh and i How went do they through look on the game they look pretty cool oh, yeah they look good uh you have to like uh, this theme is like you have to go through and like earn all these people's trusts first it seems to be the same thing again what uh in the other part i'm doing um but you have to like go through and that is where the game gets a little tedious is like, you know, I have to find where the chief was, and then he asked me to go make sure I talk to every Goron, and then I have to go to talk to every Goron, and then I have to talk to the chief again, and then he asked me all these, like, weird, random quiz questions about, like, oh, how many Gorons live on this island? How many are in their homes? How many are outside? How many, like... Sounds like Sussar's uh, Banjo-Kazooie game show. Yeah. That is a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your insight. <laughs> Put it on the, the back of the box. <laughs> this is a uh, bad game. <laughs> uh, is it is it padding, Brent? Is that what they're adding to this it, by making you do it the? It felt like padding because I mean, as soon as you do that, he lets you into you know their like special area to go through the temple, and then you complete the temple, get you know do the boss battle, and. Um, uh, get your medal. Um, but the thing is, is like the chief's son was standing there the entire time while you're doing all this crap, and then his son is supposed to show you uh, to the temple. And the son's a little shit because he like runs away. He's like, "Yeah, you're not you're not part of our tribe. I don't trust you." This, that, and the other, and you have to like chase him around for a second, and then he runs away again. And then you're like, "Well, I guess he's in the temple somewhere." And so you go into the uh, temple Batty, and you, yeah, stole you, him up. you find him and he's like, oh, I got thrown over here by a monster. And he's like, can you help me out? And but then it turns it's actually turns pretty cool because there you get this icon at the top of the touch screen and you can flip between using Link and using him. And uh. you do that to solve you know, these puzzles on different sides of the, the map yeah. there in the dungeon. So it, it, it winds up being pretty interesting. And then yeah, even when cool you stuff to this game, there is, there is a lot of good, good stuff. There's some padding and there's some, I mean, obviously, like I said before that the, the touch screen is this generation's motion controls. It's yeah. the gimmicky thing. Right. But when it's done well, and it sounds like a lot of the implementations, like you were talking last week about how the uh, was the top screen, maybe was like the yeah. enemy's point of view or the other character's yeah. point of view during the whole boss battle. I was like, damn, that's freaking awesome. We never it's see really something cool. like that. Yeah. That's a good uh, implementation. And you stamped at one point, you like closed the DS. Yeah, you had to close the DS. Have you blown into it yet? Has that been one of the things with the Oh, microphone? yeah. There's, there's all sorts of things like, uh, 
there was one part that you had to solve and you had to like um find these special like uh just like almost like windmills like little wind turbines you have to find the right ones and blow and and make them spin um there's several things like have have you pointed the camera up into the sun so you can decipher a map yeah you got to do that oh that's cool there's there's all sorts oh, of Oh, that's really cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, there's all sorts of pretty cool stuff. I was trying cool to talk stuff. shit because there's that whole Uncharted game for the Vita. I just remember I'm doing all that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That shit was fun, though. I didn't hate that game like everybody else did. I love that Uncharted for the Vita. It I good. did, too. The roving uh, stuff was kind of... That got yeah, old. Yeah, it was overdone. Was that was way overdone. That's the one where Sully says that's what she said over and over, right? Mm. Yes. Yep. All right. We those. <laughs> That's a pretty good Uncharted game. Everybody hates on it. And here's the two things we fucking hate about it. We just <laughs> immediately flipped the only one we didn't get a remaster of. So. Yeah. yeah, we don't have that yet. Maybe that's the next uh, Golden Abyss Definitive Edition. Yeah, that whatever that graphic novel when uh, he met Eddie Roger for the first time. Eye of Indra or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I finished that, though, uh, and I moved on to the second uh, island and it's um, an island of ice, and it's. I expected um, to say misfits. <laughs> I would accept it misfits. It's Isle of Misfit Ice the, Toys. The the people that are on this island are the misfits. Anuki Anoki. I don't. That sounds like a new race. It's they look kind of like. Uh, gosh, I don't know how to say it. I mean, they almost look like Inu- they're like all bundled up like Inuit people. OK, but then they have like these antlers that come out of the top of their head and they walk like penguins. It's they're they're weird looking people. Uh, Interesting. Is that the only game they're in? I'm trying to remember another game where they're in and I, I really don't know if they're we, in. We another. Literally, we literally have all these dark horse guidebooks on the timelines and we encyclopedia artifacts might be in the darkest timeline (laughs) why are we not pulling out these books that we spent all these thousands and hundreds of dollars on and and those are books we have we have the fucking answers in our in our zelda libraries that are take up at least one full (laughs) shelf of a bookcase we have zelda tomes but this is this is a weird one because there's like i'm getting all these like weird things because again i had to find the chief they wanted me to find the chief i talked to him and he said that like hundreds of years ago they uh they shared the islands with the uh the yuk and they're like these kind of like yeti looking things and it's definitely a uh, north polish type of uh christmas side story and so the dude, the the chief says that like they came to an agreement that the uh, Anuki would live on um, the west side of the island while the Yuk would live on the east. They segregated them. And then he's like flipping out because he's like, there's a Yuk impersonating somebody and I need you to figure out who it is and kick them out of here. And... Then you find out who you have to do this again, padding bullshit. Or like yeah. they're like, well, they always lie. So go up to this village where there's like six people living there and try and figure out who it is. And like you go through and every person's like, well, me and this person never lie. And, you know, it 
you have to decipher out who it is, mm. and then you finally do, and like the person transforms into the little yeti thing, and they <laughs> like they you like uh, you and your you and your damn dog, you kids. You, you get gusted out of the house, and then you go tell the chief what happens, and he's like, "Wow, that's uh, that's pretty crazy." He goes, uh, "Sorry, you got blown out of the house like that." He goes, "Wouldn't you like to go over there and get some revenge?" And he's like, "I'm, you know what? I'm gonna open the ice cave. You can go over there. The the uh, the, the uh, ice temples over there too. You can get all the revenge you want. Go ahead, have fun." I'm like, "What the heck is going on? I don't remember this part." Means to an, that's just to it's just to get you to the next uh, interesting part. But I'm in the I'm in the ice temple right now. I've uh, I think I'm on like the second to last floor, and I'm just trying to go around right now. Pretty but, good dungeon. Oh uh, yeah. All the, the dungeons all the are, dungeons all the du- dungeons are pretty cool and the and the puzzles to solve everything's uh, pretty good. Um a lot of the same uh, one one thing is a lot of the same like repetitive you'll find some levers um and you have to figure out which order to pull them in and stuff like that but um for the most part they're usually um pretty new unique and of course you're going to get a new key item like i just got the grapple hook and then once you get the grapple you use it on everything so like there's a special enemy that you can only attack from behind because it's wearing like this like shield thing so you can yeah. grapple from it and then go attack it and uh that now like you can get across enemy. yeah so it's it's still pretty good but i'm i'm getting an itch i want to play something something different i might even wind up having to go back into uh or in, not back into i need to start skyward sword because i popped it in the uh popped it in the switch so i could get my uh nintendo points yeah but i haven't yet to actually start it up it's good the game's awesome uh and i saw that it the, had an update there was an update what, for it yeah i don't know huh. what updated about it i didn't didn't huh. hear anything but a system stability <laughs> probably General performance enhancement or whatever they say. Have you played the Capcom uh, Zeldas? Have you played Minish Cap and the two Oracle of uh, Ages and Seasons? Have you done those? Uh, I've started Minish Cap several times, but I've never finished it. Um, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. um, I've never played those. I've got them on my (laughs) wish list for uh, 3DS. And I think they're only like $5.99 a piece. Something like I that. Got and one I, of them for pre-ordering some game back in the day. They gave you one or the other. I need to jump on them before you know they eventually decide to close that 3DS shop. They're really good. I beat Seasons on the original hardware and then on 3DS and then Ages. Ages has always been tougher for me. I don't know if it's just more vague or the puzzles are difficult or or what. But Minish Cap is not to be missed either. If you stay on your 2D Zelda kick or your handheld, yeah. I guess it's handheld Zelda kick. Because you're more on a DS kick than anything. Uh, is that it, Brant? That's it. That's for it. Your games played. All right. You guys got anything else you want to add? Are we getting out here in our suite? I know it's less than an hour and forty-eight minutes. <laughs> Looks like an hour and twenty minutes. It's yeah, still, I think it's about an hour and twenty. Long. Yeah. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this weekend. We will catch you next week. Bye. See. You. Adios. <laughs>